0: Later that day, Keith was escorted to a chair across from me in handcuffs. I don't know why this happened, but I do recall vividly what happened next. He leaned close to me and whispered, Now I'm
1: really going to hurt her. It is difficult for me to explain
0: the pain those words caused in my little eight-year-old body. The degree of fear and guilt and worthlessness and
1: hopelessness I felt. I caused it. And again,
0: I would be unable to stop it. Adults who are engaging in the violence don't talk about it for obvious reasons. Bystanders who are aware it is happening don't talk about it because it is none of their business. Besides the general silence, there's also a scarcity of resources available for children who are living with domestic violence currently or for the adults who did. Fear and uncertainty also prevent them from doing the one thing that all research points to as the key step towards reaching their full potential, sharing what happened with another. Communicating our experiences helps us better understand what actually happened and its true significance, enabling us to gain an independent perspective from others. If there's no awareness and no sharing, how can we truly understand what we experienced? As Norman Deutsch, a renowned psychoanalyst, explains, once we can understand and recognize the memory, we can file it as a past event, and therefore rewire the brain to not pull it back up at any given moment. For the billion people globally who lived with domestic violence in childhood, and for the millions of children experiencing it now, This lack of awareness maintains the shame and isolation, prevents many from finding the help they need, and perpetuates the cycle of violence. Studies have shown, for example, that simply knowing the traumatic effects of violence on children creates a strong motivation for abusive parents to stop. Many parents and caregivers in these situations simply have no idea of the far-reaching impact of their action or inaction. Even the language used in all the research on this topic manages to lessen the public's already limited awareness. The studies and surveys use terms like witness to describe those who have spent their early years living in these homes. What a weak word. It suggests that this is something we should be able to get over, as if we were just passing through.
1: We know what this witnessing feels like and it's
0: far more than being just a spectator. It's that kind of bad branding, choosing words that not only don't resonate but minimize the true impact that keeps this issue deep in the shadows. This has resulted in a challenge that we all must face. How do we help a population that has fallen through the cracks? Children who as adults are six times more likely to commit suicide. Fifty times more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. And 79 times more likely to commit a violent act against another. These are bright, creative, intelligent souls who grow to be adults who unfortunately never got to know their true selves. Who feel more bad than good each day, but
1: don't know why. Close to becoming a statistic.
0: I could have easily become one of those statistics. Although I'm the first person in four generations in my family not to go to prison, I came close to repeating that pattern on any number of occasions. And only now do I believe I am each day making progress towards reaching my full potential. When I was 17, I bought my mother a new car with the money I'd been making hustling jewelry. I just moved out of the house, and buying the car,
1: was my way of taking care of her. But I had a condition.
0: I didn't want to ever see Keith there again. And she agreed. A couple of days later, I spotted his car in front of the house. I pulled my car into the parking lot of an office building next to the house, turned off the engine, and reached down under my car seat and pulled down the makeshift hiding compartment I'd created.